Yo, this is Sam Sports Podcast. It is Saturday, January 28th, 2017. And uh, today we're going to be talking some Philadelphia 76ers with a little guest. A guest that's been on the show before, but a very, very fantastic guest. This is the owner, founder of Voorhees Veterinary Center, VoorheesVet.com. Check it out. Basketball coach, expert, and lifelong Sixers fan, my father, Dr. Mark Rosenberg. Dr. Mark, welcome to the podcast. Okay, thanks, Sam. Thanks for the invite. Absolutely. I'm really excited to have you on. And right as we're about to hit record, you and I started talking about this Sixers game last night. Let's just talk about what happened. I know it was a Sixers loss, but let's talk about what happened, everything, from Embiid hitting three-pointers in an effortless manner to James Harden having his second record, essentially record-setting 50-point triple-double of the season. Give me some of your thoughts after this game. Well, for someone that doesn't see James Harden that often, it's really breathtaking. I, I don't know whether word to use. No, that's he's a- highly skilled. He's, he's, he's just something. You know, there's four or five players of this level in the league. You know, Westbrook and Harden and Durant and Curry and DeRozan. They, they just, and um, of course, LeBron and Kyrie. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're just so talented that they, it's hard to believe they do what they do because they're also surrounded by great players, but they're just at another level. Clearly, and last night, much better. Last night, we, we, we saw that um, because clearly the Sixers had a strategy going mm-hmm. in. And I'm sure the coach said, listen, let's keep Harden under control. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you, you see what that, what happened there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, uh, and and listen, there was some good defense. There were some good coverages on Harden. There was just James Harden making these ridiculous shots and and you know scoring over you know contested shots and just I mean better offense. I mean, like you said, clearly just a cut above the rest with what he did last night. And how qu- how quickly does he get that shot off? So fast. I mean, and, I mean, and some of these these are three pointers where I mean he's doing Steph Curry three pointers as well. He's got that touch. Yeah. Yes, and he does it without any, without having any room. Mm-hmm. You know, Steph Curry has a nice move forward, step back, buys himself a little room. Harden just throws it up in your face. Yeah, and and uh, draws contact. You see him go to the line a lot. Yeah, yeah, and uh, so it was very exciting. And of course, watching Embiid, who clearly is the finest big man to I mean, come into this league. Possibly ever, because I go back far enough to remember Will Chamberlain mm-hmm. coming into the league, mm-hmm. and he was big and dominant because the, the people that he was playing against were not as big or as agile as we have today. Mm-hmm. But uh, still, um, this this guy is a phenom. I, he, first, he's a legitimate seven-two. Yeah, know, they're not exaggerating his size. And he's got that and, Dirk Nowitzki three-pointer going, and it's a pretty stroke. Oh, it's it's a beautiful stroke, and he uh, he has good judgment. He doesn't force that shot. Mm-hmm. He says to his he looks at the defense and he essentially says, "Are you going to give this to me? Make a choice. Mm-hmm. Because if you're not, I'm stepping by you." Because 
I haven't seen any big men that have been able to stay with him. Wow. Some have been able to outsmart him a bit, but that's going to change. Yeah. Because Saul's outsmarted him a, a, a little bit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, I, I, I uh, even saw a little bit of that last night with uh, Nene. You know, Nene, there were some some wily veteran defensive moves he did last night on Embiid. And, and, and that's something that I think characterized last night's game was the, the Rockets played a great game. You know, Clint Capella, Nene, the post players, they kind of, the Sixers still make mistakes. They're still young, but the talent. They turn the, they turn the ball They over. turn the ball over. That still happens a lot. But, you know, and that's what I'm saying. Nene got Embiid to turn the ball over. He got him to take a few bad shots. But Nene's, uh, Embiid's talent is so explosive and his ability to make decisions to pass. I mean, he's doing there's like Arvidas Sabonis type passes that I'll see him make sometimes, and it's this real sense of, you know, he's just going to outpace these guys. Give him another year, another two years. I mean, we think he's world beating right now. What's he going to do in two seasons? Well, you have to remember, last night he scored thirty-two points. He scored thirty-two points, and it looked effortless. It's twenty-six minutes, you know. When he starts playing thirty-seven and thirty-eight minutes, like normal players do you're just going to see these numbers increase proportionately. He's going to be scoring 37 points a game effortlessly. And you saw what he did when he chased Harden down. Mm -hmm. Uh, I mean, that block, holy shit. Oh my, I almost almost fell off the chair. (laughs) That was was LeBron James type, you know, blocking at that. I mean, to go court, to cross court, complete at full speed. This is a seven foot large man flying in with the block. How about he tips the, the first friggin' play of the game? The first play of the game. Oh, my God. He goes all the way to the hoop and just posterizes somebody effortlessly. That was, but, And that was left-handed. Oh, my God. I mean, just the athleticism on a guy that big. And to think, Dad, we're talking about this guy's been playing basketball for six years. What? It, it feels like he's, he's got only, instincts. He's only, He's only played in 70 games in his life. I mean, it, the instincts. There just feels like there's a sense that he has on the court, a basketball IQ. Uh, and and now, you know, I was I was telling Campbell this. As I was, for everyone listening out there, I was sitting with my wife Campbell watching this game as well, um, talking about how we now understand that three-point shooting is, you know, we know it's a teachable skill, but the idea of not teaching big men how to do this, you know, it shows the changing of the game. We're now in a game where three-point as well, in the very obvious sense, it's worth more points than another shot. It's worth three points. And we can teach seven-foot men to do this, and it's a, it's, it's good. Now we're seeing more of this norm. Never, you know, uh, you know, 20 years ago well, would you well, see seven-foot men, you know, shooting the three-point shot like this. You but, have- you have to clarify that because we're talking about European and overseas players. Correct. You still don't see homegrown NBA player Big Ben shooting threes. You, you know, Dwight Howard's not shooting threes. No, no. And, uh, and But that being said, they shoot threes in order to keep the defense honest. Well, yeah. I, I mean, the fact that Embiid can shoot a three means that they have to decide to play up on him. And mm-hmm. then all kinds of crazy things happen because he moves to the paint. And as I've always told kids I coach is bad things happen when people get to the paint. Mm-hmm. 
And when someone that size gets in the paint, there's options to pass, there's options to shoot, there's options to kick out. I mean, Dwight Howard's dominated this league for years, and he doesn't have any of these skills. No, he doesn't have any of these things. He's just been a very strong physical presence, but he doesn't move and like he Embiid. he gets up in the air, yeah, I mean, but he, he, you know, he can't even shoot foul shots. No, no. So, uh, it's very exciting, especially since the Sixers have been a doormat for uh, so many years. Yeah, this is truly the first time in, in this entire, oh God, I, I, I hesitate to use the word process, um, that the Sixers actually look like a legitimate team. They're, they look, there's some real team chemistry. I'm seeing real ball movement. I'm seeing actual hustle. Um, you know, you're seeing some of these young players actually evolve, and you're seeing some real coaching happening. Um, can we talk a little bit about TJ McConnell? So the ascension of, as for everyone out there, Dr. Mark, I think rightly so, characterized this guy as, quote-unquote, the D-League player. Now, tell well, me, what have you been seeing with T.J. McConnell? Because he's been a part well, of this win, of, of, of all these wins in the month of January. Well, first of all, he is Matthew Vadova. He's the same player, okay. identical. A fast irritant who, who makes nu- uh, some he, nice yeah, passes. He's, he's irritating. And uh, his offense is questionable. I mean, he's still a pro. You give him a layup and you don't go after him, he's going to score. Mm -hmm. But you have to understand, when you have someone like, he's on the floor with Embiid, um, Ilyasova, Mm -hmm. um, and Noel. Mm -hmm. uh, It's very easy to shut down a T.J. McConnell when there's nobody else around. Yeah. And if you'll notice when Embiid is down on the floor, he has a tougher time. Yeah, yeah. So now that he's able to breathe, he's doing what a guard should do. He he can pass. He's smart. He's hard-nosed. But mm-hmm. don't, don't get me wrong. Look at the level of guards in, in, in this league. Yeah. Uh, be, between, um, guard, you know, the two sixer guards, you have essentially one acceptable guard, and they're treading water until Ben Simmons comes. Ben Simmons is Simmons is going to be the one. Yeah, uh, tell uh, me. Okay, let's let's quickly jump on that. Get, what do you think? How do you think that's going to work when Simmons comes back? Who loses minutes? Who's he going to fit in with? What do you think is going to happen? Talk to me. Well, they're going to certainly see if he can play the one. Mm-hmm. He's bringing a six ten guard, bringing the ball up, and you've got a seven foot two agile center. Mm-hmm. So choices have to be made. Ben Simmons has a questionable jump shot at this point, mm-hmm. but he also goes to the basket. He defends. Uh, people can't see over him, uh, and he is a special player. Mm-hmm. So um, these guards are going to lose a little time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but they also understand that these are not top level guards. These are serviceable and, guards. Well, and I do well. I do want to give them some credit because this Sixers team. Something has happened in the last month. There's been a real gelling over the you know the first couple of months. They were still pretty inept and still trying to find themselves. Uh, you know, I think there was still an expectation we'd see some Jared Bayless. That's clearly not going to happen. And as you say, the two guys we got T.J. McConnell and we've got Sergio Rodriguez and. Um, One of the things that I've liked about this year's Sixers is that you're starting to actually see that there's been a few veterans, just a few, who are clearly 
capable people who are, you know, before in the Hinky regime, you know, while the rebuilding was still happening and they were going through their gestation, there was a, a real aversion to trying to bring in anyone legitimate who you would pay money to to try to give real minutes to. And the people I'm talking about now that they've brought in this year is Ilya Sova. You know, you see he's a nice big man. He's got some nice shooting abilities, um, has been around. You know, he's, he's not some, you know, deep... You, you, you've got... He is what he is. That's he, what he's going to be. Exactly. And and right now well, he's that's a veteran. he's not going to change. Gerald Henderson's another one of those guys who's who's you know contributing nice minutes, and they both kind of started out um, as uh, as start. You know, Ilyasova is still starting, but Henderson was starting. They're now kind of letting these younger guys take those spots. Sergio but Rodriguez the is the other two. one. Well, Sergio you're, you're Rodriguez, he was the starter, and now McConnell's kind of taken over, and you know they they do help each other out. But like you say, I agree with that assessment. Between the two of them, they combine to be one decent point guard. There's some other variables you have to mention. Saric is improving. Yes, let's talk you about Saric. His numbers, his numbers he, is, he looked ugly in the beginning of, all, of the season. He's the second-ranked rookie in the league. I mean, Embiid but, overshadows yeah, him. I was going to say, behind Embiid and Saric are your number one and your number two right now. Right, rookies. Saric get, gets better. Mm-hmm. Gets better every game. So now you've got a 6'10 guy running around in there who's actually helping you. Yes. That's, that is something so, uh, I think is very important is you really hit the nail on the head, this evolution of Saric. We have seen him really progress as he's starting to find himself uh, on this team, and and I do think um, a piece of that was moving him from the starting lineup to the bench. I think that has helped. And him. he's twenty one years old. Yes. Again, all of these guys are so young. You know, to think of what they're going to look like in two years or three years. I mean, even right now, we're seeing something really explosive happen. Right now, they look. I mean, the ball movement. Even a, this Rockets team is a good team. And they were in yes, it with the Rockets. Good. The Rockets would go up by double digits. Sixers would go on a run and bring them back. And Embiid is hitting the three, waving to the crowd. JoJo, I mean, it was. It's it's some ex- another thing that we have to mention, Sam, and that is how well Noel is. I would. You took the words right out of my mouth, Nerlens Noel. And this brings me to my next thought, which is let's talk about his blossoming and really the kind of understanding that Jaleel Okafor needs to be pushed to the side. Well, he's going to be traded. He's going to be traded. have him sitting around. Because Rashad Holmes is excellent third big man as a backup. Noel being the substitute for uh, Embiid is beautiful. They don't lose a lot defensively. Mm -hmm. He's he's as good a backup center as you have in the league. Mm -hmm. He just can't be your number one. Uh, I want to give him credit. He has looked really good the last... He's really... There's the look in his eye. I feel like there's a chip on his shoulder when he didn't get minutes when he came back. And now he's he's really like, get out of my way. I'm taking these minutes. There's a hustle. And he actually has a little offense. You're seeing those... Did you see those alley-oops last night? Yeah, no. He is... This is exactly what they're looking for. They have them beat, and then they have somebody that comes in and... They don't get hurt. When I mean, how many centers in this league have a sub that comes in that doesn't hurt things? Not many. Uh, not many at all. And, and Nerlens Noel are doing twenty-two years old. Yeah. I mean these these guys are they're blossoming in front of us. What's I mean to 
They were they were throwing blow for blow with the Rockets last night, and I saw them beat the Milwaukee Bucks the other night with with the Giannis Antetokounmpo, the Greek freak, running all over the place. And I mean, the Sixers would go on runs; they'd just come back, and that was without Joel Embiid. And the uh, Okafor is worth something. Yes, they need a perimeter shooter. Yes. Big time yes. perimeter shooter, yes. and Okafor is exactly what would buy them that. Mm-hmm. I'm really curious who who could they? I mean, if they could trade Okafor for a perimeter, I, I would say Kyle Korver, but you know Kyle Korver well, just got Kyle moved Corver to LeBron. Is ideal, but uh, there there's just a, there's a load. The, the Wizards, I would love to, uh, you know. One of their backcourt men, you but you have to understand that uh, it has to be somebody who's a proven outside shooter, who's willing to play that role. Because Ben Simmons is going to come in, you know, someone like Beverly. Yeah, yeah. Because um, you know Ben Simmons is going to come in, and he might fill that role. I, I mean, maybe I'm, if I'm we see sure that I'm shot. I mean, could he no, develop that sure. shot over I the mean, next couple of years? Yeah, I think he can. He doesn't have it now, but he passes well. And you have to take him seriously because he's so big when he's on the move. Uh, it's going to be very exciting. There's going to be a requirement for some chemistry development when he first comes in. Yes. And they'll measure his minutes like that. Yeah. Because why it, not? It's very exciting. They, you know, he's coming back from injury. The, the Sixers are really sensitive when it comes to injury. And you know what? I, I, I think that's... I th- you know, that's also an innovation I think we've seen with the league the last 10 years is, is a real sensitivity to rest and, and trying to monitor injuries. They've already had so many issues. I mean, Embiid missed two full seasons because they were like, we want to do this right. And, um, you know, it's probably best that they come and give them a minute's restriction. And uh, do you think the Sixers can make the playoffs? I mean, that's where you start talking about his minutes restrictions and missing well, games really it important. It depends on his, his minutes restrictions. If they allow him to play the minutes, uh, it's devastating. Mm-hmm. It, it really is. I mean, they should be sending Sam Hinkie his gift certificates to Target now. You know what I'm they... saying? <laughs> <laughs> All of a sudden, it, it, it kind of looks like genius. <laughs> and the other thing is, these players who we felt were marginal, you know, the... Uh, you know, the starting lineup, I'm not talking about Ilyasova. No, no, no. But you're talking about T.J. McConnell's, the Rashawn Holmes, these kind of guys. Nick Stauskas? 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 You saw what he did last night. In other words, they have room to breathe. Yes. Because they they don't... They can't focus on those and, guys, and, and they're not—they're not being asked to be the the main score. Stauskas isn't asked to be scoring twenty-five points a night because nobody else can score. Now he can actually sit back, play fifteen to twenty minutes, get his shots, and get them with a decent look. And as you say, get get some room to breathe. Yeah, this is. Uh... Stout and I'm a little unhappy with the the amount of turnovers because a lot of them are unforced. Yes, that's a still that's still this and, youthfulness and kind of like that's where you know you see them losing games. It's like they're still making mistakes. They're still trying to, in some ways, they're sort of measured at the height of Embiid. You know, this is Embiid's rookie year, and we're kind of seeing him figure all of this out. 
Yeah, they, they make risky passes. They, they do. Uh, and, you know, I always lay that at the feet of the coach. Yeah. This is the coach's job. So, keeping, keeping turnovers under control is the coach's job. I think this is one of the first times we're really seeing some legitimate, uh, tangible evidence on the court of real coaching. And uh, tell me, what are you seeing from Brett Brown? I know you've been skeptical of him in the past because, you know, the product has been bad and where there has been opportunities for coaching, it wasn't there. Now that we're seeing some winning, some positive play, you just said it, the turnovers are a signal of that. What are you thinking of Brett Brown right now? Well, in the beginning of the year, when we spoke about this, we said, listen, Brett Brown doesn't have excuses now. He's got some ball players, and he's going to have to produce uh, because he had a D-League team for a couple of years. You couldn't expect him to win. Mm-hmm. And as you know, he, from our up-close and personal experience with him, mm-hmm. that he he's a nice guy, he connects well with his young players, and he's bright. Mm-hmm. But he has made it so that the, the, the team that is winning now has to uh, has to have um, a credit given to him because he's taken on the responsibility of the greater talent and the more experience, and they are performing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, as opposed to something, someone like the Knicks, mm-hmm. where the Knicks have a decent amount of talent and they are horrible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, because I have to lay that at the feet of a coach. Right. It's a pretty good assessment of the New York Knicks right now. <laughs> and I don't know what to think of the Nets. Oh, there. Uh, and um, this is something else. You know, the Sixers are no longer the doormat. I mean, there's some other teams out there that are pretty dysfunctional, and the Nets are definitely top on the list. Oh, they're, they're absolutely horrible. I would take the coach out and shoot him immediately. <laughs> Mark that one down. Dr. Mark says, old yeller. I think, is it Kenny Atkinson? Is that who the coach of the Nets is right now? Um, well, you know, I don't know if it's worth remembering that because it's going to change so quickly. <laughs> well, it, but um, I, I, and I, I saw the next Sixers game. And it's, it's just there's no chemistry. What's, and, there's and, no go-to. I mean, Lopez is their go-to person. I like him. Yeah. He's a decent decent aging center but mm-hmm. come on what what you know actually quick recap what do you think of brooke lopez what what's the problem there you know like could he thrive on another team i think it's time for him to be in other words you could plug him into where Nerlens noel is mm-hmm. and along with them he could mentor him he could uh do well during this time because he's smart um but you know he doesn't have the speed and the size necessary to deal with some of the, uh, you know, uh, LaMarcus Aldridge or uh, Cousins. You know, the, mm-hmm. these these guys do so much damage in so many ways. Mm-hmm. You know, they're very big. They're very agile. Mm-hmm. They step out. You, you know, you know, Lopez doesn't step out and no. shoot. No, and, and that's, know, he is the prototypic center. Yeah, and that's his age and that's injuries. It is, and he doesn't make a lot of mistakes, I'll say that. No. He's, but he, he's, that's not good enough anymore in this league. Yeah. Now, um, let's. I'm going to bring it back to the Sixers. What's, who's the best 
underrated Sixers roster player right now? Who's who are you sitting there going? You know what? This guy's contributing, and uh, I just don't think his name is mentioned enough. It could be someone we've already talked about, but I just want to get your thoughts on that. Well, I hate to say it, but Corbaru, you know the French. Oh yes, we did not mention Timothy Lawawu Cabarro. That's right. He is getting some more time, Mm -hmm. and he's he looks pretty good. He's holding his own. I saw he started out four for four last night and was ten points right out the gates. He has progressed over the course of the year. Yes, they kept him around because Brett Brown and the Brain Trust saw something in him, Mm -hmm. and they're using him properly. They're not throwing him in over his head. That's right. Where he's not going to be able to perform and he's going to be demoralized. I completely agree. Uh, he's been getting, so and they've he, been slowly adding to his minutes, giving him more opportunities, and he's got some speed. I see him turn on the Jets a few times. Yeah, yeah. And Gerald Henderson is, he's doing what they expected. He's a mature player. He can uh, do a little bit when you need it, but he also defers to the young players. Mm hmm. Um, and uh, it's nice to have, you know, a veteran on the floor. Yeah. Who's who's doing his job and, and knows how to fit in with that crew and is going from the starting line to coming off the bench and, again, understanding his role on that team. Now, Okafor, you know, that's a little bit of an issue for me because you saw the games Embiid didn't play, he's scoring 17, 20 points. He's looking impressive. Mm-hmm. He has a limited game, but his limited game, he does very well. He Yes, and I think part of that but, limited game is this prowess with offense. Yeah, the thing is, when he's not playing, he's a, he's a, a DMP. There's no minutes. There's nothing. Yeah. That, so I think that's hard on a player. I think that's hard on... Uh, a team as far as valuing a player for other people to be attracted, mm-hmm. uh, it, it's a little unusual, you know. I think Brett Brown has decided he's not spreading the time between uh, Noel and Okafor. He's decided that Noel plays the defense and has the agility that they need in his game plan. Correct. And Okafor does not. Completely but agree. When they need a big man to take some space up inside and to score a little inside, that's what Okafor is there for, mm-hmm. as long as Embiid has limited minutes. Embiid's minutes are going to increase, which means Okafor's use is going to decrease. So I imagine they're, you know, we've got a trade deadline coming up. I think they're really shopping. Yeah, and this is a this is the clearest indicator of the logjam of the big men that the Sixers have. You know, we've talked about it a lot, but now it's for the first time in years they're all healthy. They're yeah. all they're all and, healthy. Ilyasova would be this good. I mean, he's you know that that was kind of a nice little shrewd move by Brian Colangelo. That's the first time I've mentioned his name in this podcast, and it's true. He he made a you know he hasn't done too much at this moment. You know he hasn't. Uh, hopefully, he's really trying to find the right deal for Okafor. Um, and the Bayless thing didn't work out. But you know Ilyasova again, another just just veteran to just put into the mix who comes in and does his job and does it pretty well. Did you see what he was leading the league in last night? No, what was it, what? He was the, uh, he had 41 straight games with a three-point really? score. Yes. What did he, is, did, did Kyle Korver's streak end recently or something? Um, it might have, or, yeah, I know, he was, uh, 
they they just I don't know if he had a three last night, but that's what they were talking. Yeah, about. I was going to say maybe because he, he had forty one straight games with a three. Um, I mean that's and again might another might have come in and got injured and went out and you know that everything. Another one it of just shows you another big man who can step out yeah. and shoot the three on this team. Yeah, and he's six ten and he's smart. He's yes. Smart. Yes, another. I like these these veterans. They're working out. He did not make a three last night. His streak ended. Okay. Well, he'll have so, to he'll have to pick it back up with the next game. It's um, nothing to sneeze at. It's just when you're talking about six ten players. Yeah, it's really something. And also, the NBA is starting to take notice. You start looking at uh, at you know NBA sites now. They're starting to talk about sixes. Yes. And yes. These ESPN commentators last night were. Harden was coming in, but they were drooling over Embiid. They yes. were so excited to see this guy. And then at, at the tip-off, you saw the first play of the game, uh, I think P.J. Carlissimo, who is one of the announcers, mm-hmm. literally fell right off his chair. Yes. When Embiid starts the game with a posterizing dunk like that, the league will take notice. Whew. It's... Did you see his, You saw his comment when he wasn't selected for the All-Star team. Yeah, <laughs> discussing the popular vote. <laughs> yeah, once again, the popular vote did not prevail. Either. God, do you do you think he should be an all star? Um, you know, with the minute the minutes restriction all, and the all, missed he, games is a all, difficult Sam, thing a, to discuss. He's a rookie. Okay, he's a rookie. It's rare to find rookie all stars. Mm-hmm. Number two, he is on minutes restriction. Number three, though, his credentials and his. Stats are unbelievable for someone averaging 23 minutes a game. He's averaging 20 points a game in 23 minutes. He's shooting over a 43% from three points. He's fourth in the league in blocks per game. Yeah. I mean, it's absurd. I mean, this does sound Wilt Chamberlain-esque. Just absolute dominance, monster stats. I mean, so, I mean, would you vote him to the All-Star team? Well... Based on what I saw out there, I don't think so because this was a crazy all-star selection. I mean, the Westbrook thing was a total debacle. Yeah, that's I, yeah, com- I completely agree. Averaging a triple double and he, he's not a starter. I mean, that, that I that I mean that's the fan voting. We could get a, that's a whole other podcast in itself. That's all fan voting, and you know how that goes. That's like, I mean, you're in the academy. You vote for Oscar stuff. That's you know, it's never going to be who you think's going to be. I know, but but. I can understand it being borderline, but what this guy is doing now, it's true he's in Oklahoma City. That's not exactly the, you know, the Paris of the United States. <laughs> uh, so, not, not a large uh, market. No, it's not. And the other thing is, you know, he's their whole show. Uh, there's a lot of these players, if you wanted them to be the whole show, could be doing amazing things. Mm-hmm. Actually, Harden is just about doing doing it. I mean, he's um, Harden is doing his own show. 50-point triple-double last night. Even with all the excitement we saw, you know, Embiid and, and Harden, and, and you also saw this. Uh, Harden admitted at the end of the game in the postgame, he's like, I went up to Joel Embiid, I said, this is the most skilled big man in the league right now. I told him that. It's the truth. Yeah, it's... And, and he has such a good temperament. You know, they, they, they knock him down, they throw him into the stands, do everything, gets him a big smile on his face. Yeah. You know... <laughs> I mean, the swagger and to see a player who I actually, like, I wanted a Joel Embiid jersey. It's it's time 
for the first time in years, there's a player on the team where I'm saying, I want that player's jersey. That's, now, yes. Now, I sent you a picture where he fell into my lap at the Sixers game. Oh, we helped him up when he jumped into the seat. So oh, I have my a God. His... Did I send you that picture? I don't know. Did you send me that picture? I don't think you did. I'll, 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 well, after, after, after we finish here, yeah. I'll send it over. you, you got to send that picture over to me. And because I'm... that's when he dove into the stands. Oh, my God. Was he, was, he right was he humongous? Was he humongous? Was he humongous? Yeah, he's humongous. His shoe is about your size. Oh, 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 okay. Now I get a sense. I got a size 14 shoe, so I'm sure I'm I'm probably putting Joel's shoe to shame. And he's also a legitimate 285. I mean, he, they, they're not inflating. You know, he is just a, a very big kid. And to um, see him run as fast as we're seeing him run, to jump, the blocks. I mean, the athleticism is uncanny. Now, you saw him chase down Harden. You remember he chased down LeBron James earlier this year. I mean, this is just the beginning. To see him, I mean, who's he going to chase down next? Are we going to see him chasing down, you know, uh, you know, Carmelo Anthony next week? Are we going to see him chasing down Giannis next week? Wait a minute, wait a minute. He chased down LeBron James and James Harden. That's it. Doesn't get any, you know. (laughs) Doesn't get any better than that. That's it. There's no one else. Unless you have him chasing. Now, chasing Durant. That could be it. Chasing that Durant. That's what I want to see. When's the next Sixers-Warriors game? we got to look. We got to check that out. Yeah, uh, because we already had their one. So now, you and I are going to go see the Heat. That's and right. You and me, uh, Saturday, February 4th, you and I are going to go see the Sixers play the Miami Heat in Miami, American Airlines uh, and Arena. And that's Whiteside. Uh, yeah, uh, Hassan Whiteside and Embiid. Embiid, did, uh, Embiid played them exactly even when they played before. Same stats. Well, now uh, Embiid's got another month or two under his belt. You know he's going to be even more vicious. Hopefully hopefully he'll step out and take a few threes on Whiteside. That'll really challenge Whiteside. Yeah, he did that, he did that the last time. Uh, well, it's going to be a common tale every time these two teams play. Should I wear a Sixers jersey or a Heat jersey? Well, I think you have to wear a Sixers jersey. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Andre Iguodala or Lou Williams? Well, Lou Williams, uh, you got to love Lou Williams. I know. It's a number 23. It's a nice jersey. I mean, that's an easy one. And Iguodala's day has come and gone and come again. That's yes. That's what's interesting. Hey, he's finals MVP. Got to give him credit. I'm, I was very happy when he won that title. It, he deserved that. He's a hell of a player. And he put up yeah, a lot he, with... He worked with Allen Iverson for a while, and I don't think that's an easy job. He also has taken care of himself very well. He's no youngster. No, he's and not. He plays at a tremendous level. Yes. Again, another very athletic guy. Very athletic. Was always jumping out of the arena. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, I have a lot of respect for him. Lou Williams is does what he does very well uh he doesn't quite have all the dimensions because of his size that Iguodala does Mm -hmm. uh but he's always been your your six you know your your six man Mm -hmm. uh you know I don't know if he's the rich man's version of Jeremy Lin Jeremy Lin's the poor man's version of of uh of him yeah (laughs) um Jeremy Lin's the poor man's version of Jeremy Lin. I gotta, I gotta quote you on that. <laughs> now he is. Now he is. 
Well, uh, um, is there anything else about the Sixers we need to recap? Because I think that's about it. Um, unless there was any other NBA topics you just wanted to to get in here before we sign off. I mean, un- unless you uh, have anything else you want to discuss. No, I think the the. I mean, I don't want to get overboard with the Sixers. They're going to run into some real ball clubs. <laughs> yeah, they're, you know, you're going to see them. They played a better team last night, and they lost to a better team. Yeah. It was as simple as that. It was a good uh, sort of litmus test of where they're at. You know, they, they hung tough, but you're right. They're not going to be beating, you know, the Raptors or um, uh, the, the, the Thunder or the, the Warriors or the Spurs. They're not going to be beating these teams. Well, the difference is, though, those teams you mentioned play are playing at a very high level and they're honing their skills. Mm-hmm. The Sixers are improving almost exponentially. You know, mm-hmm. the difference between the team you play now and the team you played two weeks in the Sixers, the opponent has to say, "Wait a minute, they're evolving. We have to rearrange our strategies, see how we're going to approach them." It isn't that same team coming. Yeah. So. Who knows in two months what the Sixers are going to look like. And when Ben Simmons is in there, uh, it'll just be a lot of fun. They're not going to beat the well-oiled. They're not going to beat the Warriors. They're not going to beat San Antonio. They're not not the well-oiled teams, but they certainly are playoff material and can do some damage. And that's something that nobody really expected this year. Yeah. that's uh, You heard it here first. Playoff material doing some damage that nobody expected. Dr. Mark hits the nail right on the head. I think that's uh, I think that's all we have. Um, Great. I'm going to give uh, everybody um, thank you for listening. Thanks for tuning in. Sam Sports Podcast. You can subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. Uh, follow me. Uh, like my Facebook page, Sam Sports Station. Follow me on Twitter at SmithFaceJones. Follow me on Instagram at Sam Sports Station. And email me or if you have questions for dr mark you can email me at samsportstation at gmail.com s-m-a-s-s-p-o-r-t-s-s-t-a-t-i-o-n at gmail.com i want to hear from you dr mark thanks for coming on the podcast love it sam love it thanks all right everybody we'll talk soon bye-bye